Science Branch Broadcast, a one-hour prophecy program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Greetings, saints, and welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We're broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. And today's date is December 8, 2022. The world is in turmoil. Most still don't realize it, but we are in that time of the end. And that's the time before Messiah's glorious return. So it's time to gather sin in the world and look to the holy city. Look to the one who suffered and died for you. Did you not hear the sound of the shofar? You need to heed the warning right now before it's too late. Please make the choice for you should. And if you need help after the program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, leave your name, number, prayer request, and or message. And the phone number is 620-878-4682. That's 620-878-4682. If you have an emergency, text Dan on his cell. Let him know you're going to call him at 316-619-4886. You can always find the breaking news updates about the Wichita Mission Church. The radio program archives and all of our contact information is on our ministry hub, which is prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. Remember, we're a national satellite radio program, which is simulcast live on internationally. It's on some independent FM stations with four different MP3 streams, Twitch, Rumble, Form Bridge, picked up by every podcaster out there. So, listen up. We need help to pay for radio airtime. And, you know, a lot of people just give a once-in-a-year uh, gift. This is a great month to do it because the year is almost up. So let's thank our listener base. In places like Pinkton, New Zealand, London, United Kingdom, Kingston, Canada, and in the USA we have Little Rock, Arkansas, Dallas, Texas, Long Beach, California this week is the largest group of listeners that will listen to a podcast later tonight at branch.podomatic.com. That's branch.podomatic.com. Okay, folks, <clears throat> dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua HaMashiach's name I pray, Father, I pray radio tonight goes according to your will, not our will, Father. And please give everyone out there ears in which to hear and understand the truth. So please, Father Yahweh and your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach, mighty name, bless this program tonight. Amen. We'll have our song.
control of everything. Um, thank goodness, because uh, us humans aren't doing a very good job. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, there's so many headlines. Okay, um, you know, we are in the time of the end. It makes you, so today, first we'll start off with this little study to, from Pew Research to find out, um, you know, how many people out there believe that we're in the time of the end. Well, let's uh, see what the study says, and we'll talk about it. Uh, uh, and two in five Americans say we're living in the end times, say the Pew Research study says. Uh, from Amanda Casanova, ChristianHeadlines.com. About two in every five, two in five Americans agree that we are living in the end times, according to a recent study from the Pew Research. A study showed that the end time believers either believe Yeshua will return to earth someday and life will worsen until the 14th percent or they simply believe that these are the end times 25%. Right, so 14%, uh, only 14% that believe that life will worsen first. That's because in America, and it, it is really to America, you go to the persecuted countries, they don't believe in pre-trib rapture. They believe things are going to get worse before you see a return because they read their Bible and they're not directed by pre-trib rapture people. But only 14% understand, you know, have a, a belief that, you know, things are going to get worse, you know. And so, <clears throat> uh, and... Well, then it says about 20% of Christians believe that Yeshua will return after the global circumstances worsen. Well, okay, that's that's still not up. Oh, the that's, times will get worse. Only 14 believe, and yeah, and then 20% believe that Yeshua will come back. After they get worse, yeah. Right, right, exactly. So that, that that that's the point, you know, is most people don't know. Even if they do believe it's the end times, um, they don't get that it's going to get worse first because they're going to they believe they're going to fly out. Let's go on with this. Okay, Christian views on the end times are most often categorized as premillennialism, uh, a millennialism, and postmillennialism. Premillennialism is the idea that the world will gradually improve and the 1,000 years happen before Yeshua returned to earth. Amillennialism says that Yeshua's reign is figurative and already happening now, while premillennialism says that the return of Yeshua will begin a 1,000-year reign, uh, but until then, the world situation may worsen. Okay, so... Out of the three, which amillennialism doesn't believe that Yeshua is going to come and reign on earth like it says. Um, Premillennialism is the idea that the world will gradually improve and the thousand-year reign happens before Yeshua. But the Bible says that he'll return, he'll straighten things out, and he'll reign for a thousand years yeah. and then the end of all things. So we are then, that's called premillennialism. Say that word, millennialism. Yeah, anyway, millennium. You know, because we're in a new millennium. You know, where anyway, forget about that. Go ahead, let's finish this. A 2016 Lifeway research study found Protestant pastors split among the three. Almost half, uh, almost half, 48 percent say said they were premillennial. 31% said a-millennial, and 11% said post-millennial. The most recent study, however, found that among Christians, black Protestants, 76%, and evangelicals, 63%, are more likely to believe we are in the end times. Meanwhile, uh, mainline Protestants, 31%, and Catholics, 27%, are less likely to believe these are the end times. Among the religions... Just three in the ten people, just three in ten people believe that the end is near, while almost one in four religiously unaffiliated, religiously unaffiliated say that these are the end times. And that's among other religions, yeah. Okay, also included in the study is 
two in three Americans with high religious commitment who attend religious services at least weekly believe these are the end times. Just 16% of those who seldom or uh, never attend church say the same. Finally, 68% of Protestant pastors say culture and worldviews will continue to decline in morality until Yeshua returns. Right, but that doesn't translate into what they're, they're actually preaching to their congregations, you know, because if they were preaching to their congregations that it's going to get worse and everything, it'd show up. It didn't show up. It showed a small percent. And so you think things aren't going to get worse? Well, this law passed today, and we can tell by Pelosi's reaction how they intend to use it. And, of course, um, Republicans also did for it. They said they made compromises and helped us. No, they That's didn't. ridiculous. They hurt us. This was published December 8, 2022. Uh, breaking Congress passes law punishing religious liberty. ToddSterns.com. Developing story. The House of Representatives passed the Respect for Marriage Act, sending the controversial legislation to President Biden's desk for his signature. The bill won approval in a 258 to 169 vote after the Senate passed it. 61 to 36 last week. The legislation now heads to the White House for President Biden's signature into law. Despite warnings from Republicans in both chambers that the bill doesn't do enough to protect religious liberty, 39 House Republicans voted for the bill. The law will require the federal government to recognize same-sex marriages performed in the state where they are legal. Uh, religious liberties advocate, advocates say the law will specifically target Christians and Christian businesses owners for lawsuits from radical LBG, LGBT activists. The House voted today to prioritize virtue sing, signal, signaling over protecting the freedom to hold decent and honorable beliefs about marriage. Alliance Defending Freedoms Brian Baggert said that this bill, which provides no protection or benefits that same-sex couples don't already enjoy, deceptively gives lip service, at, service to religious liberty while undermining the First Amendment freedoms that belong to each of us. A number of conservative lawmakers begged Democrats to include protections for churches and religious organizations, but those, plan, those pleas were ignored. For months, many Americans, faith-based organizations and churches across the country have raised concerns about the undeniable harms of this bill, yet Congress has rejected all attempts to include comprehensive religious liberty protections, Baggert said. We are grateful to the representatives who actively listened to these Americans and voted against the, this misleading legislation. Unfortunately, too few were willing to join them. Okay, here's the kicker. What it said, what it means is <clears throat> that they're going to be able to it, come after anybody that's anybody, churches, everybody, anybody that speaks against not agreeing with it. They're going to I come ain't after never agreeing with it, so they'll come after me. They're abominations. Well, and yeah, they are abominations, and I'm going to clearly say it. But it is a question of coming after you. Just, re, uh, just for the record, if, if this radio program offends somebody, um, the next thing you know, we could get a big lawsuit in the mail, um, you know, about it. And I know we don't, you know, but that's the reality of it. Anybody, anybody, and we're a church. Anybody can be prosecuted for it in a state where it's legal. It happens to be legal in the state of Kansas, same-sex marriage. So if we speak against it, which I'm not going to shut up, they're, go they're coming after you. That's what this whole bill was about. In fact, we can tell by Pelosi's reaction. Pelosi, afterwards, what she do? Pelosi rejoices over the Respect for Marriage Act victory, calls it a tool to fight right-wing extremists. Really? Democrats see the bill as critical victory in the wake of the Supreme Court decision to strike down Roe versus Wade. Outgoing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Thursday that the Respect for Marriage Act will be used to, to combat bigoted extremism. That's us. And right-wing extremists that have been approved by Congress. The bill, which will require the federal government and states to recognize same-sex marriage performed in states where they are legal, passed with the House with the help from 39 Republicans, and after the Senate passed it, um, 61 to 36 last week. So, you know by their own words, they're coming after everybody. Anybody that don't agree with their 
yeah, yeah. That, that won't go along with it. That's what I said, you know, and I already knew that in the bill anyway, but Pelosi made it easy for us because those were her words right after they signed it. Those were Pelosi's words. And so, yeah, of course they intended to use it. It wasn't something just so nobody picked on the gays. No, it has nothing to do with it. It has to do with, you know, they're not, the left claims to be um, inclu- all inclusive and all that, and they love everybody, blah, blah, blah. That's as long as you go along. They believe. They claim they believe in free speech as long as you have speech and beliefs that align with theirs. That agrees with them, yeah. Right. And you so go against you, what they or disagree with them, boy, are you in trouble. That's the point. And so, folks, it's all the more reason to support talk radio because while we're less, probably lower in the spectrum on the list to be attacked, we're out there for you. If it wasn't for talk radio, you wouldn't be getting all this information, and you soon won't because people are going to shut up. I already know several ministries that have completely altered what they, they say about different things, whether it's cry, uh, uh, what? Uh, anyway, I have no idea what he's saying. Because I also don't about. realize that the first Well, stop that. has nothing to do with that. Yeah. It should not for radio. Just because you see it doesn't mean we read it. Um, anyway, um, for the record, back to that. So, you know, they're using this as a tool to persecute us. That's what it's doing. They're coming after it. And so pray about support and talk radio. That's all the more reason for you to do it is because of this reason. We're trying to warn you. And it, if it doesn't mean necessarily just support our program, support Frank's program or support other people on talk radio that are speaking the truth, because technically we are out there. We're putting our necks out on the line for you. We're rolling the dice and taking a chance. So pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church, but most assuredly pray about supporting what we do with talk radio. Okay, here's one. The House passes National Defense Funding Bill that rescinds U.S. military COVID vaccine mandate. The House of Representatives on Thursday passed a national defense funding bill that rolls back the U.S. military's COVID vaccine mandate. The bill passed the House in a 350 to 80 vote and will head to the Senate. It's unclear if Joe Biden will sign the measure. Secretary of Defense Floyd Austin imposed a vaccine mandate for the U.S. troops last year. All right. which uh, Kevin McCarthy, which is trying to become Speaker of the House, which, you know, and all probably will, you know, because there's not – if they play funny with the new Congress, you know, they, they could end up having a Democrat – they can have a, a Republican-controlled House, but a Democrat House Speaker if they don't all get together and vote on somebody together over there. But anyway, McCarthy is the most likely person where it's not my choice. Um, I'd rather have McCarthy than have a Democrat. But anyway, McCarthy – said that he would not, this is the end of the year authorization for the military, this bill that's going through. And they said that, you know, they, they it's critical that it gets passed. And so McCarthy said that he would not pass a bill unless they dropped the VAX mandate for the military service. In other words, you no longer have to have a vaccination to stay in the military. And uh, actually, the Army is the only one that's being able to enforce it right now. Anyway, the, the Air Force, there's been injunctions, permanent injunctions put against them and the other services. But here's the point. So will it go through? Um, you know, I think grumpingly it will go through because the House did pass it, which, you know, that uh, Democrats. But the point is, is that if Biden doesn't uh, do it, there's a lot of other things in this bill that they want they won't get and so in all probability i think he will sign it but we can't you know you never can tell he could just veto it um because he wanted to keep the max mandate and for the record i can't remember what oh germany i think it was germany there was a a a country that they're really big uh, uh, i'll have to look it up at break time i'll look it up but where they are now admitting a big, uh, a big scientist, uh, uh, what I'm saying, scientific study, and I, I think it was in a country, I think it was in Germany. I'll look it up at break time. But my point is, is it's really pointing out that all these deaths were being caused by the vaccine. And it's a really big deal because it's a recognized 
you know, um, state institution or whatever. And I'll look it up during break and bring it back up after break. But um, so yeah, there's a lot of interesting things going on. Uh, of course, they stole the election with the. So we now have a uh, Congress um, that the is going to be mostly Democrat, you know, Senate anyway. Yeah. Because they stole that election. Herschel Walker um, didn't make it. But it was only by a few percentage points. And those are those extra votes they stay after and keep counting. Yeah. You know. Count, count, count. That those way. are the ballots, not the votes. They count ballots, not votes. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, that's that, a ballot. Yeah, that's that piece of paper that they print out. Yeah, they had protesters out there saying, we want you to count the votes, not the ballots. Don't count the ballots. Count the votes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that's where all this is going. So pray about Sporting Wichita Mission Church. Tell us where we, they can find us. You can find all of our contact information, radio program archives, mission updates, and that's all at processthehour.com. That's processthehour.com. We'll be back in four minutes. All right. We're getting out about... Pastor Dan will be right back. In this time of the social and spiritual breakdown of America and the world, in these prophetic end times, God is calling multitudes of Christians to the Ozarks and other safe havens around the world to survive so they can spread the gospel. The Ark Haven Intentional Neighbors Vision is to prepare Christians physically, mentally, and spiritually for these end times. Thousands are coming to the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas and Missouri, where even the CIA says it's one of the safest places on earth. The Intentional Neighbors concept allows Christian neighbors to own adjacent land to each other so they can aid and help each other. The community is exploding with nurses, a doctor, and other professionals as well as many others. If you cannot afford to buy a house, you can rent a house. Call 479-502-1789. That's 479-502-1789. Or visit arkhaven.org. That's arkhaven.org. Tell them Pastor Dan sent you. What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important information in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? Would you tell them? Well, most would. So what is the most important information in the world to all people, nations, and languages? The most important thing to do is to receive Jesus. But the most important thing not to do is don't take the mark of the beast because those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death but are eternally tormented in hell. Revelation 14.11 says, The smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image or whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. But how do you tell them? Give them the book, Miss the Mark. If they'll read this simple, thin, easy-to-read book, they will never take the mark of the beast. One for 20, but don't do that. We offer them a shrink-wrap sets of 10 to give away. One set of 10 for 30, two sets 45, four sets 70 at prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark at prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark at prophecyclub.com. This is Pastor Dan and Linda Catlin. And you're listening to Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. All right, all right, all right. Well, folks, in James chapter 2, it says, What does it profit, my brethren, to a man say, I have faith and not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warm and filled, notwithstanding you give him not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so, faith, if it does not work, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without thy works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. 
Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. But the devils also believe and tremble. Wilt thou know, O vain man, faith without works is dead? And folks, that's words that you find in James chapter 2. And if you haven't ever read James, you should really read those, the James. It's really, really good works. But here's the point. You know, when we, if we're a believer, we're supposed to do what the Word says and love our neighbor as ourselves. And, you know, Yeshua pointed out, he was asked, well, who is your neighbor? And he talked a story about a, a man falling down and being hurt. I'm just going to paraphrase to make it quick. Man fell down and, and, and was hurt. And, you know, a priest went by and just walked on the other side of the street and went around him and did nothing. And another man um, walked around him and did nothing. Finally, a Samaritan, which, you know, was, walked by, and the Samaritan stopped and took care of him and bandaged him up. And so that he, then he says, well, who is the neighbor here? Well, the neighbor here is clearly the one that stopped and gave aid to the person. That's who you should have said. So these are the things that we're supposed to do. So pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. We really do need your help. Our numbers are increasing all the time. Um, we do so many things other than just give out food, but food's a big thing of it. We need your support. They come from miracle prayers. I know I, I did at least two miracle prayers the last time I was there, which was just um, that was Tuesday. I did. We did miracle prayers. People come and ask for prayer. They're not feeling well, or they got a problem, or somebody else said to them, "Say, hey, you need to go over and get Pastor Dan to pray on you. Get those guys to do it, because they come by faith, believing that their prayer is going to be answered, and so by their faith they are healed in Yeshua's name. So you can donate online, mail a check or money order. You can find all that information where. ProphecyHour.com. That's ProphecyHour.com. So what's our numbers looking like? Um, I think 107 is what we did Tuesday. Tuesday. That was a little lower. And 117 was Friday. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're staying over 100, you know. I was really, but still, just like as I did the other day, um, you know, Tuesday, I keep seeing new faces, you know, people come and go, but we still see new faces all the time, and they're really, really thankful for it. And just as these two men, one of them's going to come over and, and get rid of your leaves for you tomorrow. That drives my wife crazy. Oh, really? And, yeah, he's coming over, but he, and he says he just, you know, he lives basically across the street. Oh, Daniel's going to And, you know, him and another gentleman, and they're older. They're, they look like they're in their 50s or 60s, and, and but they're still working. But he said, man, he said, with the cost of everything, he said, we so appreciate it here because um, our, our check just doesn't go far enough. And so, you know, we don't just take care of the poor. We care, like these two gentlemen, they are just don't have enough money. They both work, and and but they can't stretch it enough to eat, too. And so, um, amen, they really, really do appreciate it. And so that's the way it is with the many Americans is they just, you know, they, they may be hard working or whatever, but they're just having a hard time to make it stretch. We're trying to fill that gap. We're doing what the Father appointed us to do. We're feeding the people, giving them love, giving them, oh, we do need coats. I even checked with the place. And blankets. And blankets. Um, I checked with the, the place where we get some of our other donations, and they're really hurting for coats this time of year, too. But they said anything they have an abundance at the end of a week that they'll try and share with us. But, you know, we need some coats, and we need some blankets. We need these winter things. So pray about supporting Wichita Ministry Church. It's just not about homeless people. It's just about people that are hungry and trying to make ends meet. But anyway, yeah, he, he gladly says, I'll do anything around here to help you out. And I said, well, these leaves drive my, drive my wife crazy. And he says, well, I'll take care of them myself. I'll be over at 2.30. Yeah, one guy was walking by the other day when I was coming out, and he said, tell Pastor Dan I'm going to get that tree off that building, that oak. That oak that we put every kind of weed killer there is on it, and it still grows back. <laughs> yeah, he said, make sure you tell Pastor Dan I'm gonna get that weed off that building. Yeah, and I told him I said lots of luck. We've been trying it for uh, what have we been in? Well, this? the last person that tried to get it off there wound up in the hospital with poison oak all over their body. <laughs> I know. Um, what what? Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember how long. I know we've been doing 13 this. 13 years is how long we've been in that building. In that building. Well, we, we moved in. We actually got it January That's of 2007, but we didn't move in it till June of 2007 because we had to redo all the electric 
electrical and stuff. So the, the first day that we served in that building was June 13, 2007. Right, right. Anyway, but we've been doing this total 23 years. Right, we started in 2000. Right, right. Anyway, so there's the point. So anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, and this year it will be my 20, what? Birthday or this will be your thirty seventh anniversary. It ain't your birthday. Until <laughs> well, the fourth of July. Sometimes it feels like my birthday. And we probably won't be that's uh that's on a Friday, so we'll be closed that Friday. But yeah, we probably won't do radio the twenty second, so will we we'll be gone. No, we will be gone. Yeah. Um so we will be gone that week. Right, right. <clears throat> but this year I am uh, um, uh for the December twenty fifth meal I'm changing the menu. I had Originally, traditionally wanted to stick with corned beef and cabbage, but that's before we were feeding over a hundred. And so I'm uh, today. I told my son, I think I'm going to do the traditional Hanukkah meal, which is going to be pancakes, potato latkes, and fried eggs. That sounds like a lot of work. Oh, I only got to have 400 pancakes and 200 potato latkes and 200 fried eggs, and I got help. <laughs> I'm going to hide. <laughs> I have help, and I'm going to put applesauce on because that's traditional. So yeah, we were talking about uh, beans and cornbread, and now listen, which listen to the work she creates for herself. Okay, moving right along, but yeah, so pray about it, um, and don't be afraid to give a donation online. Um, PayPal works just fine. You don't have to have an account to donate with it. You just um, go click on the button and just fill out the paperwork. If you got a cash app, you can do that. So there's lots of ways to donate. So just go check it out at prophecyhour.com. It'll tell you how to do it. And, yes, you can mail a check or money order, which is the traditional way of making donations. But, anyway, moving right along. So let's get with this story here. Now, I watched this. Uh, I caught This story comes from, I seen it last night on video. I watched several different videos on YouTube about it. And there's a, this is based on a, there's a movie about it that they just came out with, and the guy that made the movie is a highly skeptical person. Uh, he doesn't even mention aliens, likes to mention aliens or anything like that in his videos, but he gives does videos and movies about UFOs and things. He does, he just said well, he doesn't know what they are, and he won't put it on. He won't put something in his movie unless he, you know, um, has several eyewitnesses and things like that to put it in. So there were some things that was left out of this movie that's coming, but this is, uh, let's go, it says, two aliens with horns on their head were seen in Brazil in 1996 and were killed by police. This is by Vicki Berman. Now, if you go over to um, prophecyhour.com, if you go to the categories list and drop down, there's one that says Bigfoot, aliens, and all those things. Click on that, those, and they'll bring up all of these articles that we're going to talk about and links to the uh, movie, which I'm uh, I'm going to buy it, purchase the movie tonight and watch it, um, unless it's something I have to get sent by DVD. I'm going to be watching it tonight because it is just really dynamite. Um, all, and, and so... Go ahead. I'll see what you In 1996, do. some very strange UFO phenomenon took place in uh, Vargiana. Uh, 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 no, that's Virginia. Virginia? Like, like Virginia. Yeah. But in Virginia. Yeah. Because it's H-A instead of G-A. Okay. Virginia, a city in Brazil, where many locals claimed to have seen two aliens captured by the Brazilian military on January 20th, 1969, or 1996, North American Air Defense uh, Command, NORAD, transmitted accurate radar data on a flying object south of M Minas Gerais uh, to its colleagues at the Syndicata Aerial Surveillance Center in Brazil. Okay, now what this article isn't going to say is also that um, the American military, right when these sightings happened, military flew in and took control of the situation American military did, but go uh -huh. on. Okay, local residents informed the police that strange creatures were walking in the park. They saw two aliens with large heads and huge red eyes. Their skin was dark, and they were as tall as a ten-year-old children. Okay, and they stated, and that's the drawing of what it looked like. And you know, they were like you know four foot four between four and five foot tall, and. Uh, 
But first, it, we'll go down to the end and I'll fill it in with the things that are, that isn't in this article. Okay, ufologist uh, Roger Lear was the first to reveal the bizarre details of this case. Uh, he visited Vir Virginia uh, shortly after the incident. Then he published the book, UFO Crash in Brazil. When the police arrived, they immediately opened fire on the aliens and one of them got injured. Then the injured alien was taken to the local hospital about 1.5 kilometers from uh, Virginia. According to the hospital staff, an entire wing of the hospital was closed, and the hospital itself was literally packed with military, per military personnel in full ammunition. Uh, doctors tried to save the creature, but he died. Okay, and there's a lot more details about it, what makes it this different than a lot of science. This happened in a city. And these people, unlike Roswell, you know, are not old and dying off. These, these girls that first spotted it were like um, 14, 12, and 10 or something, and so they're young ladies now, you know. And so they, uh, I watched them give their testimony, and they're totally believable, um, uh, as is all of the witnesses, you know, in this. These are uh, there's a lot of witnesses. It started off by seeing a, a cigar-shaped. Uh, uh, vehicle in the sky that had a rip, it had a slash in its side, and there was white, white uh, smoke coming out of it. And it took about ten minutes before it crashed because you know it was having a hard time. My guess is it was probably shot down by um, the Air Force. You know what I mean? Was was attacked and shot down. But anyway, let's go on. In death. Uh, its death was recorded on January 20, uh, 22, 1996. More than a dozen specialists, including genetics, took part in the subsequent autopsy, but found out that the alien had a black tongue, the absence of genitals, and a navel. Uh, after the autopsy, the dead alien was placed in a wooden coffin, and the lid uh, of which was secured with screws. Um, and there's other testimony that says that that a doctor gave his testimony, but he said he wouldn't be recorded, but he said he'd just tell the story to the, to Lear. And he told them that one of the last things the alien said is that he said that he felt sorry for, he did it telepathically, he said he, he felt sorry for the human race because um, we were so violent that, um, you know, we missed our, our real potential and that, you know, it was sorry for us. That was supposedly the last, utterance from the alien to the, one of the doctors. And somewhere floating around out there, there is a film of this alien. And uh, these, this is astonishing. You, you should really look at it. I can't wait to see the movie. Moment of Contact is the movie. And it's an ex, what it says on Amazon, Moment of Contact is an exploration of extraterrestrial encounters. One centered on a series of events in 1996 when citizens of Virginia, Brazil reportedly see him one uh, or more strange creatures and a UFO crash. Okay, so folks, you can find it at Amazon. It's a big thing. It just broke. The movie did. The producer, though, I seen in an hour and a half long interview with the guy that made the movie with another guy that's a UFO. It's on the. If you want to look that up on YouTube, you could go. Uh, Virginia incident and go the fifth kind, and that's a guy that does UFO and, and soon it does UFO interviews, and he interviewed the guy that made the movie. But they had a lot of pictures of witnesses on there too, also. So um, you should really go there. It's really eye opening. And the guy that made the movie um, is somebody that is really skeptical of UF of aliens. You know what I mean? And so he was just flabbergasted at what he found. And uh, But what he says, and he's talked to a lot of people that he hasn't, you know, said things about to. He said, but one thing is the fact, he said, they're probably going to, they've got more information on this than the military does. And he thinks that NASA is going to break a bunch of it soon. And this may be the film that causes them to do it because this is unrepeatable proof. Go ahead, let's see what else the article says. <clears throat> Among the eyewitnesses who personally saw these creatures were two 14-year-old twin girls named Lillian and Viquilia Fadham, Silva, uh, Silva, and a 22-year-old uh, Katie Andrax Xavier. They saw one of these creatures, and according to them, 
the eyes and uh, uh, okay where you schooled it and according to them it was very thin with brown skin big red eyes and and three horns on its head about 160 centimeters high and its feet were in a V shape okay now as far as the the the, the feet describe now remember this is part of it's lost in translation these girls can't speak English they speak Spanish but um, the V feet she well, they were described as web feet. You know, that's what as American would say. Well, they were web feet. Okay, go ahead. Okay, the creature was barely moving, so the girls assumed that it was wounded. They, they, then they ran home, told their mother that they'd seen the devil. Their mother did not believe them, but when she went to the place where the creature had been, she felt a strong ammonia smell uh, there, and the creature was no longer there, but the unusual smell remained, and the dogs behaved strangely. After the sisters and Katria told their friends and family members about the strange creature, rumors quickly spread throughout the city. Stop. Now, a couple of days, within a couple of days, um, believe it or not, I seen the mother's testimony last night. They said that that, uh, that men in black actually came out. She said all I could say was they were foreigners, but there were men in black and told us, told me to tell the girls that they had not seen anything. And the mom said that she she told him that well she couldn't tell the girls that because that would be a lie because right. you know she's a devout Catholic you know it's like in a lot of the South American countries they're pretty devout Catholics or whatever and they you know won't lie whatever so that's what she told him and she said then they they uh, looked at e looked at each other the men, the men in black did and then they went out the door she said she jumped up and hurriedly ran to the door to see what they would get into a vehicle or whatever. And they were just gone. Uh, you know, they were just gone. So, you know, there's a lot of other testimony wrapped up in all this. Okay. Um, go ahead. Uh, two days later, a similar creature was seen dead on the side of the road. However, no one had to see, time to see it except for, except for one eyewitness since three army trucks arrived at the, that place and took the creature. Okay, stop. The wounded one, the one that was wounded, um, the, that was in, that the girls had seen, a young soldier that was 23 years old, came, uh, according to eyewitness testimony, came up and picked up the creature and he took it to the hospital where the creature died. They, in fact, they've got a timeline. The creature was taken in about seven something and he died about 11.30. They've got the timeline and it's recorded, but the soldier, died a couple of about three days later over unknown causes uh in the hot you know and so apparently he got sick from you know the alien or whatever okay okay it remained unclear whether it was the third creature or one of the two that had been seen first or maybe there were four of them in general and the fourth one was whom the sisterhood and katina saw um, for the next several days, the locals continued to encounter strange creatures. One of them was allegedly seen at the zoo. The janitor working there told it about it, and three animals in the zoo soon died under strange circumstances. Well, they were they could have the been pneumonia. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean pneumonia, but here's what you got to think about when. It, what let's go back to the American Indians. Amer a lot of American Indians, you know, at Mayflower. In fact, the first Thanksgiving when they came together with the Americans to um, have the first Thanksgiving, the Indians and both the Americans had lost a lot of people. What due to? Well, the Indians died of I don't remember what disease it was, but a disease that they caught from the Amer from you know the the people at Plymouth Rock, the, the Pilgrims, um, because their immune system had never had any, you know, no defense against it because they'd never had it before. Right. It had never been to America before. Well, that's the same way with these aliens. You know, these aliens could have gave it to the soldier and to the animals, something that they exposed them to something that, you know, a human body had never been exposed to before. And so um, that that could be your explanation there. And it in turn also could have helped kill the aliens themselves. But let's go on. Okay, meanwhile, on the same day at about 1.30 a.m., farm owners Orle Orlina and Eureka de Freitas 
uh, woke up because of their cow because their cows and their sheep were showing intense anxiety. The couple reportedly saw a UFO hovering over their cattle for 40 minutes. The mysterious flying object vibrated violently, emitted clouds of mist, and eventually hit the ground. 26 days after the incident, one of the police officers who opened fire on the alien died from some unknown reason. Uh, the reason for his death was mentioned as some kind of infection. Officially, the Brazilian authorities said that the Silva sisters have been a sick have been a sick homeless person had and seen. had seen a sick homeless person and the military had been simply practicing uh, on schedule. When asked what kind of strange creatures were in the military in the hospital, the answer was that they had been dwarf people. But the locals certainly did not believe that. Well, see, that's the military trying to cover up. They said it was a homeless guy with mud on him. And the ones the girls seen, and then the, the, they seen the aliens in the hospital, and so they said those were dwarf people, you know, um, garbage. You know, it's just it, it's just part of the thing. But disclosure is coming, and th this film, I think, could have very well helped lead to it because there's too many undeniable uh, testimonies. I mean, this is an up-close encounter, you know, what we would call the fourth kind, and these people are credible people. You've got to watch their testimony. You know, you can tell these people aren't lying. They're not making up a story. The girls were upset. I'm sure they know the difference between a homeless man and a devil. <laughs> An you alien know. with red eyes with well, horns on its head. Well, they gave reason why, when they were old, older why they called it a devil. They didn't know what else to call it because, see, these are young girls. That yeah, are they devout. have horns and red eyes. What else right, they Right, and call they it? were about Catholics, so they yeah. thought it was a demon. You yeah, know. that's what you're taught. You've got horns on your head and red eyes. So what else are you going to call it? The devil. The, a, yeah, exactly. Call it a devil. You know, and so, you know, the, a homeless man doesn't have red it eyes. Doesn't anymore. have horns on his head either. No, not at all. But my point is, is there, there's so much information out there that, that it, it's just, it's really dramatic. But this movie's going to be really dramatic. Uh, maybe I'll have some different comments after I see the full movie. But from watching the director being interviewed last night and a little bit of film clips I said, which those are available for free on YouTube. And if you want to watch the movie on YouTube, just the movie itself with no underlying footage or anything is only like four ninety nine. So, you know, it's worth five bucks um, just to, you know, to see what it is. It, and I'm excited about it. I I didn't know what I wasn't even thinking about radio last night when I was laying in bed. I usually put on YouTube because I like to fall asleep to TV, so I put on something boring. And so I put it on That's to go funny. to sleep by, last night, and I was it made I got wide awake. Yeah. And, and watched it. In fact, I was up till five thirty watching it, and there was still more information, and I had to shut it off so I could you know get up today. Anyway, 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 moving right along. Again, folks, um, we are the last hope for so many. We are responsible, each and every one of us. That means you. We are responsible to care one for, for one for another, as we are, brothers keepers. All donations, no matter what size, helps. And I'm telling you, it really does, especially this time of year, November, December, donations go down. Um, I know we are. We really do need your support. The Father notices all donations, folks, that come from where? Your heart. Your heart, of course. So if you don't wish to help with the poor, again, consider a donation for Radio Airtime. It's not free, and your donations keep us on the air. We've been, I've been on the air for over 20 years, and, yeah, maybe I'm getting old now. Maybe don't have as many guests, which my next program is going to be Pastor Carl Gallatin. He had to do something else, so um, that program won't be Carl today. But pray about supporting radio airtime. Um, you get the stories from us, and, you know, we're out there trying to help you. You know, do you have anything to say? Oh, you caught me off guard. Caught, I don't see how I catch you off guard when, when we're doing a radio program. It's coming up to the last couple of minutes, and I always ask you, do you have any final words? And I caught you off guard. Explain to me how that is. I don't know how that is. We've already talked about needing coats and blankets, and I've already talked about what I'm going to do for the 25th, so I don't know what I pray about supporting us. Okay, well, it doesn't have to be about even supporting us. I just thought you might have something that you want to talk about, but that's all right. 
folks. Uh, so anyway, I'll tell you how else you can help us. You know, you can share our, uh, our programs on social media. That seems to be the way everybody talks and gets around now. Take a link to the programs. Put it in your, your uh, Facebook thing. Share it around. Or Twitter. Share it at Twitter. Or whatever social media you use. Share our radio programs with others. The bigger the audience, the more support that we can get. And you can also support us by your prayers. Prayers really count as number one because the Father can do anything. But pray for us. Pray for things to work out good. Just lift us in prayer. Help if you can is what I always say. Well, I guess I could announce my 17th grandbaby that will be here January the 11th. See, I knew she had something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am just amazed at the at the sonogram pictures that they give you now. They're like 3D, and you can really see the baby. She got them yesterday. Man, Well, it could be a girl, but it, to me it looks just like a little boy. Yeah. Well, it, it's really wild how they, they're really clarified now because I remember yeah. old son again. I can't even tell it was a baby. These look like, you know, yeah, there's that, baby there's is a staring at you. Staring at you. This one looks like he's got a black eye and throwing you the peace sign. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't see how people can kill a baby like that. You know, because a lot of women, they don't even ever, they don't even do a sonogram. They don't see. Yeah. Every woman should be forced to look at, and I do mean forced to look at their sonogram picture of a baby before they abort it. Well, and, and then so they should be given it going. for adoption. They should go God's way, not the devil's way. Right. Absolutely. Okay, folks, again, you can donate online by cash app or over the phone, mail a check or money order. You can find all that information at ProfCR.com, ProfCR.com. And again, if you don't wish to help with the poor, consider a donation for radio airtime. But we must remember there is only one true God. He is your Father. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His Son is Yeshua HaMashiach, who gave his life for repentant sins, and he rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only, only through him, is the way of the Father. Remember what, Mother? You'll always be a blessing to others and pray for the peace in Jerusalem, because when you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, you're praying for Messiah's return. Okay, uh, folks. Uh, look to some prayer, help if you can. Lord our God, Father, King Universe, asking Yeshua HaMashiach's name, that the Father blesses and keeps you, and that His face shines upon you, and that He's gracious to you, and He gives you peace like no one or nothing else can. Well, <clears throat> from, <clears throat> this is Pastor Dan and Sister Linda saying goodbye and Shalom. Shalom. Okay, y'all be blessed. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time from Messiah's Branch.